Hello, everybody. Welcome to Standard Definition here on Boss Rush Network. We are in the building. I'm your host, the Enlightened Excited Eddie V. Joining me is Bossman himself, Mr. Corey Dick Derek. Hello. Hello. And our special guest, Miss Stephanie Kilmore. Hello. Hi. I'm ready to just lather myself up with nostalgia. Yes. All right. Everybody, we are talking about the Game Boy and the Game Boy Color. Um, our last episode, we talked about the NES. And so we had to continue this journey of all things Nintendo with their hardware. So we're going to be jumping to the Game Boy. And I am excited about this. Everybody who's been watching Expansion Pass know that me and Corey have been talking about the Game Boy and some of the games that's that has been on the system. Um, you know, me and you, Stephanie, we talked about uh, Link's Awakening um, on the Game Boy and the Game Boy Color, like, and how we came into that. So we're going to be talking to all things with Nintendo's second handheld, because they considered the Game & Watch as their first handheld system, which which is kind of surprising, because I know, personally for me, I missed the Game & Watch. Like, I just didn't see it here in America. I was so into that. They were rare, t- I think, over here. I mean, they were probably in, like, major metropolitan areas as, like, test markets, and then it, like, once the video game crash happened, they were like, yeah, we'll just start over. Uh, see, I was into the Tiger Electronic game. Oh, yeah, everybody had those. <gasps> oh, I think I had the Star Trek one. I should tell her on. I don't know what happened to it, but it was fun. I have a bunch of them at my parents' house. I have a, I have a Sonic the Hedgehog one. I have a Street Fighter one. I have, <laughs> yeah, I I have, have Street two Ninja Turtles ones. They're interesting pieces. Yes. Of- Hardware. Sure. I don't know. I think they should bring them back kind of like how they bring back the Tamagotchi. Like, yeah. they're not really for playing. It's just kind of there for your shelf. Like, I played that back in the 90s or far even farther back. Yeah. Do you really yeah. want that back, though? Uh, no. A... I don't know. Again, just nostalgia. Stephanie probably. trades in her Switch for three or four Tiger electronic things. <laughs> and we're like, oh, no. oh, boy, you're you went a direction. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> well, they can have my launch day switch. I'll keep the OLED. That's fair. Yes. Well, everybody, uh, the Game Boy is an 8-bit handheld game console developed and manufactured by Nintendo. Um, what did you guys think when you first seen this uh, Hold on. system? Ed, we gotta we gotta shout out our patrons. Oh, we do. I'm sorry, everybody. Uh, uh, shout out, let's let's get into our Patreon shout out. Corey, go ahead. All right. So, if you support us at the $5 level here on the Boss Rush Network on Patreon, you get your name read when we record this episode. So, we're recording a little behind the scenes, recording this episode in April. So, we're reading the patrons for March. I know we're a little behind by the time this episode comes out, but it's okay. Okay, we're going to catch up. We'll be fine. Here are the patrons for the month of March 2022 at the $5 level on patreon.com slash... Boss Rush Network. We have Rebecca Jewell, Adriel Munger, and my wife. Yay! Yay! Thank you. She Thank know, you, guys. She doesn't know she's a patron, but she is. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you, everybody. I can't, I can't say I'm a patron. That's weird. 
Oh, I was thinking, like, what if I was a patron and got my name read while I'm also on the podcast? That would be weird. I mean, you could if you wanted to. (laughs) Anyway. Every dollar counts. That issue? Ooh, excuse me. Nice. No, seriously, we need, well, this probably would all go into production stuff. But come on, we all really want to do a boss rush trip to Super Mario Land World wherever. Let's go. Yes. Maybe maybe that's what we'll save the Patreon money for. And, and it, but, but we'll record a roundtable while we're there, provide live coverage. Yeah, and... we'll do a live show while we're there, and you can come watch if you're there. There you go. See? Oh, see. Creative idea. Hmm. Good job, guys. Nailed it. Nailed it. I'm done. I'm done for the night. Good night. That's why, why Stephanie's going to be in charge, and Ed and I are just going to retire. <laughs> I want to retire. No, if you're in charge now, you have ideas. <laughs> Remember when we used to have ideas, Ed? That was a time. <laughs> yeah. We still have ideas. Just. I, ha- I had ideas tonight too, Ed, and then you ruined my night. Oh, I'm just kidding. I'm joking. Well, uh, let's talk about the Game Boy. Boy? Question mark. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Game Boy. You're talking about it's an eight bit. Dot dot dot. Let's go. Yeah. Yes. Um, it's the first handheld in the Game Boy family. It was released in Japan on April 21st of 1989. It was later released in North America that same year, and then in Europe in late 1990. It was designed by the same team that developed the Game of Watch series of handheld electronic games and several Nintendo Entertainment Systems. So you had Satoru Okada, Gunpei, uh, Gunpei Yokoi, and the Nintendo Research and Development One team. Um, despite being techni- uh, technologically inferior to its fourth generation competitors like the Game Gear, the Atari Lynx, and the TurboGrafx, um, Turbo Express, the Game Boy received praise for its battery life and durability in its construction. It quickly outsold the competition, setting one million, uh, oh, selling one million units in the United States within a few weeks. An estimated 118.69 million units of the Game Boy and the successor, the Game Boy Color, have been sold worldwide, making it the third best-selling video game console of all time. It is one of the most recognizable devices from the 1990s, becoming a cultural icon in the years following this release. Several redesigns were released during the console lifetime, including the Game Boy Pocket in 1996 and the Game Boy Light in 1998, which was only in Japan. Production of the Game Boy continued into the early 2000s, even after the release of its second successor, the Game Boy Advance. In 2001, production ceased in 2003. And everybody here in America, the Game Boy was only $89.99. Game Tetris, the greatest game ever made. Oh, we'll we'll get into that. Uh, but I, I kind of want to ask you guys, what did you think of the Game Boy when you got one, or when you probably played it if a friend had it? Uh, Stephanie, what what were your thoughts? Oh, I have a very special place in my heart for the Game Boy, or well, for me it's the Game Boy Color because, and I'll be honest, I can't really recall which one I got first, whether it was the N sixty four or the Game Boy Color, because I was kind of late to the party because. Those were my very first consoles, and I had I begged, pleaded with my parents until they eventually broke down and got them. 
But the Game Boy Color was special to me because it was one of my first consoles. It was literally like it is. Well, it is a handheld. It you know, and I loved it because every time my parents dragged me on a trip or we had to drive somewhere, I could play in the car, and I loved it. Even though if it was nighttime, I'd have to only play when we drove by street lamps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I had some fond memories of that. Um, and that was, and obviously things have changed over the time, but the majority of the games, the few games that I had were Pokemon games. I had Pokemon Red, Pokemon Yellow, Pokemon Gold, Pokemon Pinball. Um, and I just, I, I loved it. I thought, you know, the graphics were very cute and it might be grading today, but I love the little chip tune music. It just felt good in my hands. And you mentioned the durability. That's, I've dropped and abused that thing and it would never break it always required those two double a batteries and as a kid the way i'd measure the battery life is the how bright the red dot is like once the color started fading I'm like aha and you replace the batteries but that stuff would last forever and the cartridges i mean they might be bulky now considering what we have modern day but yeah mm -hmm. i just i love the durability portability it was just so creative and the colors i mean come on there was all different kind of color Game Boy, well, console, not consoles, handhelds that you could have. That makes me want them to bring that to the Switch. And I'll stop gushing. <laughs> you think, I mean, well, not, to, not to change the subject or anything, but you think they'll ever bring Game Boy to NSO? How is that changing the subject? Because it's still Game Boy. Um, I know, but. Yes, I think they will. I, I mean, so. Nintendo has a lot of. I think systems that they could delve uh, like de uh, dive in and bring to the Switch. Yeah, well, um, yeah, duh. But I mean, I feel like I feel like they're gonna do something crazy though. Like, well, not crazy, but like Game Boy and Game Boy Color will be a regular NSO, and then Game Boy Advance will be Expansion Pass or something. Yeah, I can see that. But uh, I'm be, I'd be curious to see how in depth with the game selection will be because I don't have the number off the top of my head and maybe any one of us could do a quick research on it. But when I think about the Game Boy library, I mean, how I'd, I wouldn't know how they would go about with the selection and they'd have to be pretty picky. And again, I'm only speaking for my limited knowledge. They probably won't want to put. I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, just Pokemon Red and Blue on there, because who would be a Pokemon fan now and want to play the old ones, except for maybe old folks like me? They, I mean, they they did it with the 3DS, though. Hmm. They put them on there, and they were like 3 or $4 more than every other Game Boy game, but they put them on there. Yeah. Uh, okay. they, I guess you never know then. I just... Yeah, that'd be really interesting to see how they would do that, because like, there's games that definitely make sense, right? Like, Obviously, like Mario and Zelda and Metroid and uh, Kid Icarus and, you know, all the other games that are out there. But, like, Pokemon is, like, a different beast where they have to, like, especially, like, with the trading and multiplayer angles and stuff, which I it, yeah. it seems like they have the multiplayer stuff figured out, right, with the NES and SNES. But I don't know. I... I guess they had it figured out on three DS too with Pokemon, so I don't know. Maybe they, maybe it would just work. Maybe it's fine. Maybe I just don't know what I'm talking about. Maybe I should shut up now so we can continue this conversation. <laughs> I, th I, I think the only thing they will probably have to work with is where it when you could play like two players or more. 
where everybody supposed to have their own Game Boy. I think they, of course, they'll actually just do like a four player online thing, um, make it easier to do. Um, I think that's just the only thing that they probably would have to figure out. And the games would probably be looking a little bit lighter than they would, you know, with the greenish kind of background because. Well, that's the thing. Would they do the green and yellow, or would they go the Game Boy Pocket route and do the black and white? Because the Game Boy Pocket, like, dude, when the Game Boy Pocket came out, that my original Game Boy just got shoved in a drawer, like it was done. Game (laughs) Boy Pocket was awesome. They probably will do like the Game Boy Pocket, uh, because Mm -hmm. even with the Super Game Boy, uh, Super Nintendo, like they could do that too, though. We're looking like that. They could put the game, the Super Game Boy. color palettes in there and remember like the game boy color if you played a regular game boy in it if you like press mm-hmm. a directional pad and like one of the other buttons it changed the color palette yeah and it actually made certain games like look like they were supposed to be in color like i know metroid 2 had had a specific color palette um and like there was like three or four different color palettes that really made it work it was cool yeah I think I think Nintendo could figure it out and work it out. And if now would they add another charge? That's a whole different discussion. And it also depends on how much effort they want. Or, to or you get the Game Boy games on NSO, and if you want the Super Game Boy things, they pack in an expansion pass. Or is that too much? Yeah. Seems like too maybe. Much. <laughs> well, everybody, um. They had some special editions for the Game Boy. Um, they had the Play It Loud version, which was on March 20th, 1995. Nintendo released several special editions Game Boy models with colored cases, advertising them in the Play It Loud campaign, known in Japan as Game Boy Bros. The Play It Loud series is a simple coloring difference, yet it is extraordinary for the fact that it is an entire set of special colors. This special line of colored Game Boy set a precedent for later Nintendo handhelds. Every one of them since has been available in more than one color. Play It Loud units were manufactured in red, green, black, yellow, white, blue, and clear, transparent, or sometimes called X-ray in the UK. Most common are the yellow, red, clear, and black. Green is fairly scarce, but blue and white are the rarest. Blue was a Europe and Japan only release. While uh, white was a Japanese majority uh, majority release with UK uh, towards our rest stores, also getting it as an exclusive addition to them. Um, the white remains the rarest of all the Play It Loud colors. A rare limited edition uh, Manchester United Game Boy is red with the logos of the team emblazoned on it. It was released simultaneously with the Play It Loud handhelds of the United Kingdom. The Play It Loud screens also have a darker border than the normal Game Boy. Um, and mostly you can see like the insides. I remember having a clear one, but it was mostly the Game Boy color ones. Mm-hmm. I had the regular purple, but um, this actually, I had this as my lock screen for a while. I, well, I don't know if you could see it, but I've always wanted the green. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that's literally the background of my phone is a green Game Boy. <laughs> <sighs> I actually and, had uh, the uh, the Game Boy box art, the original Game Boy box box art on my, on my computer as a wallpaper for a long time. I actually nice. just took it down, like, two weeks ago. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, I know when the original Game Boy came out, uh, I had, um, 
I remember getting it for Christmas. I remember it coming with four batteries because that's what you had to put into the system. And I remember the first game playing on the West Tetris. Tetris, yeah. Uh, on that. And I, I, I couldn't believe because I, I didn't even ask my mom for a Game Boy for Christmas. But she knew that uh, because it's Nintendo related and I like video games, she got it for me anyway. And just like you, Stephanie, I she would drive to Walgreens with me in the back. And sometimes I had to wait in the car because she said she wasn't going to take too long. And I move around. I see that good old street light. And I yeah. would play right in that street, like you know, super, playing Super Mario Land in the dark is hard. Uh, and I, I told Corey this before, Stephanie, that my down button stopped working, Ooh. so I couldn't duck in some some of the games and everything. Uh, you if couldn't, I pressed, you couldn't walk home in Pokemon. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. So it was like it, it's like when I got my Game Boy Color. Um, Cause I was still playing like Game Boy. I was still buying Game Boy stuff. Uh, but when I got my Game Boy Color, um, you know, I was able to go back to some of the games that I couldn't beat because the down button wasn't working. Especially when my Super Game Boy came uh, came out and I got it for my Super Nintendo. I was playing like everything on it. Like I had to play that on the big screen uh, with it. Uh, but did you guys ever have any problems with the Game Boy? I never, um, I never did, except for the except for one time when my cousin got in the car with a magazine rack, and my Game Boy was on the floor of the car, and she like threw the magazine rack into the car, and it scratched the screen of my Game Boy Color. <gasps> Ooh! <laughs> oh no! I would have lost it. Oh, I was really upset. Still there to this Rightfully day. So. Wow. But rightfully so. Um. I don't think I, I've never had um, a hardware issue, actually, RIP, and I, I do regret this. I don't have a lot of regrets in my life, mind you, and I did a lot of stupid stuff. I actually sold my Game Boy Color, um, but then that was like uh, last year's yard sale. It worked perfectly up until that day. It was like probably the most perfect condition of anything that I've owned from my childhood. But anyway, the only time I had an issue, but it's more with the software, the game, I had a bug's life. I don't know, my parents just must have just randomly picked it and be like, oh, she watched that movie and it's a video game. She should like it. I could not get past this one level, and I swear there had to be a glitch because I tried everything. Everything. And it's not a highly detailed game. And there weren't, like, a lot of things in that screen. And and I just couldn't figure it out. Mm. And there were no guides back then. (laughs) That is true. Yes. Uh, I know... uh... For me, um, playing Ninja Turtles, like uh, Attack of the Foot Clan, on uh, on it, I remember how hard it was because I couldn't I couldn't get past the fourth level. But then I was just like, I gotta focus and you know make sure I pay attention. And I got to the last level and I was almost about to beat it and didn't even think about the red light uh, about <gasps> the dim out and the screen went blank. Mm. No, and we didn't have no save features that that time. But I was just like, ah, so I had to get some new. I had to wait almost a week to get some new batteries. Wow, um, that's that's in terrible. order to do it. Yeah, I was, I, I was, man, yeah. 
I'm going to sound like a real old fart here, but kids these days, they don't know what we had to deal with. I know. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I remember I remember when my grandma got me my Game Boy. She bought me, like, a 12-pack of batteries. Because, <laughs> like, I mean, we I had, like, a wall adapter that I used, and I only used the batteries sparingly. And, and like, mm-hmm. if we were going somewhere, even if we were going somewhere, my parents bought me the car adapter. <laughs> Nice. So smart. Uh but I remember when I got when I got my Game Boy, uh my grandma gave it to me and, and I got I got this really nice zippy carrying case with the Game Boy and Tetris and boxing. Nice. And uh and a twelve pack of battery a double A batteries. So <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah. No, you know, I know you mentioned it before, but Tetris, it really is the best game out there because um i you know now i think about it even though i only had the game boy color i was aware of game boy because believe it or not my grandma my nana had a game boy but she hid it from me because she didn't want me like getting into video games but she Mm -hmm. would play it um, when i'm not around and it was tetris she only played tetris and eventually i found out where it was and then i would sneak and like turn on her game boy and play tetris such a good game Tetris oh, is wow. awesome. I mean, every single system I own, I own a version of Tetris on it. Like it, it, it just, it just doesn't matter. It, I have, I have probably like twenty versions of Tetris, Tetris. in my house somewhere. Let's see. This is great so audio. Tetris... <laughs> no, because I, I had to think because I know Tetris effect. You got, you got Puyo Puyo Tetris. Yeah, I have, uh-huh. I have three versions on my Switch. By the way. What's wow. the third one? What's the other one? What do you mean, Puyo Puyo Tetris Two? Ed, come on. Oh, Keep I up. thought you said you. I thought you said you weren't going to get it. Ed, you know when I. You know when I said that I was lying. Come on, okay. it's Tetris. <laughs> we still need the battle. Nope. Um, but quickly on the just on the topic of like, had we had any issues or um with the Game Boy or Game Boy Color? Is it me or do I just feel like? It could also be just the simplicity of hardware back then, but I felt those were just so well built, very solid, and just lasted at minimal issues. Like when I'm talking about more sophisticated, powerful systems I, these days, I just feel like I cannot expect my launch day Switch, for example, to be perf- perfectly operational 20, 30 years from now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I, I know. I think about that with my Wii U all the time where I'm like, have you felt that gamepad and have you you see that screen it's 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 gonna die soon <laughs> uh i pl- i have my wii u plugged in because i want it to feel alive when it dies <laughs> uh, like you know what i mean like i want it i want to like if that screen there's so they actually right before the switch came out they started selling the tablets separately and you can buy the tablets on Amazon, brand new ones, just the tablets for like three hundred bucks. Wow! Wow! Yeah. Uh, I I thought about it, but I'm like, I mean, that's the thing with these consoles with the built-in screens too. Like, you hear about PSPs and Vitas blowing up because they sit in a drawer for a couple years, and then the lithium battery inside just blows up because they're not being mm-hmm. charged. You know. It's just, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do with these st- stupid consoles. Ugh. The NES, my NES still works. You know why? Because I had a plug. 
and it looked like a VCR, and you could throw it across the room, and it would be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is true. You my know, it, my daughter not... chucks my switch across the room, and then the one controller has a crack in it, and the casing of the, my launch switch has a crack in it, and then my Joy-Cons are like, do I want to stay in? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> I, I think that's why I like, I'm very careful with my Nintendo games and Nintendo uh, hardware and stuff because I'm just like I mean it's not I, like it's not like I handed my switch to my daughter and said hey oh no. see how far you can throw this <laughs> oh, no I, no I I mean she's not trying to play Tecmo Bowl with it or anything but it, it's just like I know I have to be careful because if I drop it the fear comes out of me like <gasps> yeah you know it's it's that gas we like what has happened to my system the fear is but real. Mm-hmm. My my Xbox and PlayStation controllers. Should I could drop them, flip the mugs anywhere. <laughs> I'd be like, okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. I go just spend the sixty or seventy for a new one and call it a day. When Nintendo one, shoot, my soul be scared. <laughs> I'm like, who? This is the this is the soul genre of fear. Oh, console fear, <laughs> right there. But uh well everybody they did have six games when the system was launched for the Game Boy. Um and this this is very surprising. America actually got more games than Japan and Europe. So all three of us we got Alleyway, Baseball, and Super Mario Land for Japan, North America, and Europe. We also for uh North America we got tennis. And we got Tetris, and uh, in Europe we got Tetris. Japan didn't get tennis or Tetris. What they uh-huh. did get, what they did, did get was a game called Yakuman, which is a mahjong game. Us and mm-hmm. uh, us in Europe did not get it. Um, but I know probably probably the biggest selling games would have been Super Mario Land and uh, Tetris. Well, because Tetris came with the uh, system, it probably was. Super Mario Land, uh, being that being that one, and I remember that game was challenging, but it was kind of the first one to actually do like a vehicle section for the uh, an auto scrolling for the Mario games because it had a submarine level that you got to be in and shoot. So it was almost like an undersea shoot 'em up game, like Darius. Um, Dude, Super Mario Land is so weird. It's so weird. That game is so weird. Uh, By the way, uh, Super Mario Land sold 18 million units, and Tetris for Game Boy sold 35 million units. Holy moly. Oh, wow. Yeah. But is it, was that 35 with the console or? Mm -hmm. Well, it was 35 as both like a pack-in and uh sold yeah, separately because like later versions of the game boy didn't have it okay i always wondered that i i, I wondered did they start the pack-in when the nes version came in because i stopped i didn't see that stores for the game boy i don't know i remember there was a version that came with uh super mario land 2 at some point uh, uh the six golden coins i never i never played that game Really? Dude, I only own like f- five or six Game Boy games. Mm. It's 
The games I own are Tetris, Ninja Turtles, say, Link's Awakening. Say. Yes. Uh, I think I still have Boxing, Monopoly, and Pokemon. Those are like the six games that I own for Game Boy. Was it Pokemon I... Red, Blue, uh, or one blue. of those? Yeah. Well, I owned all three of them at, at one point, but I only kept Blue. Which I should have held on to those because those games are worth money now, but... Right? Whatever. Right. I, so have Pokemon, I, have... I have Pokemon cards I'm still trying to get rid of everybody. If you want to <laughs> buy me a house... <laughs> if I could afford it, I'd buy it from you. My kid's obsessed with Pokemon cards now. Oh my gosh. I have, like, I have a ton of, like, foil first edition from, like, that original set downstairs that are just chilling in some plastic sleeves so they That's don't bend. But, like, I was going to go get them graded... And the grading, like, I was like, oh, during the pandemic, oh, I'm going to get rid of a bunch of stuff. And I was like, oh, I wonder how much grading a trading card is. And it's like, it's like 50 bucks a, like, per card. Wow, that's crazy. And then the waiting list at the time was like six months to a year. Oh, heck no. So I was like, Mm -mm. Mm -mm. yeah. Yeah. Well, uh. For me, I had, uh, of course, Tetris, Super Mario Land. Um, I had Link's Awakening, Pokemon Blue, Pokemon Go. Uh, I had um, Ninja Turtles, uh, Attack of the Foot Clan. I had the first, that first one. Um, what else did I have? I think I had a few more games. Um, I would have to actually look on the list. Um, but, Stephanie, what did you have? So, or did you remember? Or yeah, just like um, for Game Boy Color. Yeah, Pokemon Red, Gold, Yellow, Pokemon Pinball, A Bug's Life, and Link's Awakening. So not a huge um, collection, um, but you know I played many, 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 many hours of my Pokemon games. So, And Link's Awakening came a little bit later, and back then I was still pretty dumb. And there were probably guides by then, maybe, but I did not know how to access them and I, I, I don't think I could have I don't think I completed Link's Awakening back then yeah I definitely didn't I didn't even know what a dungeon was until Ocarina of Time because Link's Awakening was my only experience with Zelda and I only ran around on the beach killing stuff with a sword because I had no idea what to do <laughs> yeah, yeah pretty much uh, I, but my Link's Awakening was the one that was also compatible with Game Boy Color and had that special color dungeon uh, mm. that I never got to because I didn't know until <laughs> way later. But Yeah, I had the original, I had the DX, and I had Oracle of Seasons. Ooh, Is it Oracle nice. Seasons? Yeah. Yes, Oracle of Seasons. Yeah. I, uh, Link's Awakening is the only... Well, Link's Awakening and Super Mario Land are the only two Game Boy games I have complete in box downstairs. Oh, in nice. It, that, awesome. I'm never getting rid of the Link's Awakening one. Ever. Yeah. Super Mario Land, yeah. meh, whatever. The game sucks. But <laughs> I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest with you. Super Mario Land sucks. That game game's bad. It was it no, was No, that submarine level, dude. Time. That submarine level, when you get there, you're like, oh my gosh, this is stupid. Like I just want to jump and fly and because at that like by the time I started playing Super Mario Land, I'd already played Super Mario two and three, right? Like I had uh-huh. already had the Tanuki suit, I had already had the boot and you're gonna give me a submarine and Mar- no, no, <laughs> just stop. <laughs> well, I know when Super Mario Land Two: The Six Golden Coins came out, um, 
it was like uh it it it, it was night and day from Super Mario Land. Oh, and yeah. I think it was just I think it was just something completely new for that game because I'm like Nintendo was probably learning how to develop games on that system. And then the new look came and because I think that's what stuff I think that was the first introduction to Wario. Yeah, I mean um, he was the villain of that game, right? So yeah, yeah, but like by the time that game came out, like I was a, I, I was after the NES, I was a Sega kid until the N sixty four, and so like I had a I had a Nomad, I had a Game Gear, I had a Genesis with all the attachments, right? Like I was like I was like all in on Sega. I was like, yeah, Sega. Uh, and so like I was playing Game Gear, I was playing like NFL Quarterback Club and and Sonic and. Like, all these other dumb Game Gear games that I can't even remember because they weren't any good. They were just impressive because they were in color. (laughs) And you needed, like, six batteries to play for 20 minutes. Uh, But, and then, like, the Nomad, like, you could, it was a portable Genesis. It was awesome. It was, like, the Switch of the 90s. So, like, I was kind of done with Game Boy until Pokemon came out, to be honest with you. Like, it just, the Game Boy... I loved the Game Boy up until a certain point. And then when I got my Game Gear and I could play Ninja Turtles and Sonic and football and basketball on a handheld, I was, like, way more interested in that than I was the Game Boy until well, Pokemon. It was, it's weird. My friend, he had the Game Gear, um, and we didn't see, we didn't think about the Nomad. You know, he wasn't a Sega kid. He was literally, you know, if he was again playing a Sega, it's only for the sports games. But he was really like a Nintendo a Nintendo kid. I guess the only reason why he got a Ganker because it was cheap. Yeah. Uh, and I remember playing Sonic the Hedgehog on it. Not good game. Well, but more you know the back- story behind Sonic the Hedgehog and Sonic Two on the Game Gear, don't you? No, I do not. They are the Master System ports of Sonic 1 and 2, not the oh, Genesis games. Wow. So, like, when you in Sonic 2, when you start out in, like, the cave or whatever, you're like, uh-huh. what is this? This is not Sonic 2. Yeah, it's the Master System version of Sonic 2, <laughs> and it's not very good. But uh. we, we can commend the fact that um, Game Boy, in general, collectively, had a very long lifespan. Oh, yeah. Probably one of the longest that I'm familiar with, just in my opinion. Because yeah. it's like went from like 89 to really early 2000s, I believe. Yeah. yeah, until what, the Game Boy Advance came out in what, 2001? 2001? 2000? Let me see, Game Boy Advance. And, I mean, you got to give a lot of credit to Pokemon to reviving the Game Boy, though. Right, like oh. Pokemon was like the game that revived the Game Boy. I mean, it, it, yeah, when people were mm-hmm. playing, I mean, people were going to the arcades. People wanted this, you know, the arcade feeling at home, right? So they were playing Super Nintendo and Genesis at the time, and like nobody. I mean, the Game Boy was like the thing you took on vacation with you because you couldn't bring your Super Nintendo, right? That was right. And yeah, the first iteration of the Game Boy Advance, uh, March two thousand and one. I remember, I remember that because I, I, uh, my mom took me, uh, I, what was I, I had something and I forget what it was, but it was something like, I don't remember what it was, but she took me to the store after this thing and she bought me 
a Game Boy Advance, and she bought me Mario uh, Mario Advance, which is Mario Mario Two, which is like my favorite Mario game of all time. And oh my gosh, it was awesome. I mean, we'll get there, but uh. hey, I thought Super Mario 3D World was your favorite Mario game. Well, I meant like at the time. It was. <laughs> no, I stand by Super Mario 3D World is the best. By the way, I've been playing Super Mario 3D World again. Mm. I'm it's trying to 100% great. it. Trying to 100% it. It's, nice. it's really hard. <laughs> the end of that game well, is really hard. It is. Oh, my gosh. Anyways. Well, if we move on to the Game Boy Color, that uh, system was only sixty nine ninety nine. Yeah. Uh, and it came and with it Atomic came... Purple. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and... It was uh, available in North America November 18th of 1998. It had eight games to release on its launch day uh, between Japan, North America, and Europe. So they were Centipede, Dragon Warrior Monsters, Game & Watch Gallery 2, Hexite, Pocket Bomberman, Pocket Bowling, Tetris DX, and Wario Land 2. Um, I remember having Tetris DX um, in it. Uh, we got we got four games, so we got Centipede, Game and Watch Gallery Two, uh, Bomberman, and Tetris DX. Um, Europe also got those same games, but Japan got Dragon Warrior Monsters, Hexite, Pocket Bowling, Tetris DX, and Wario Land Two at launch for the Game Boy Color. Um. I remember having uh, Legend of the Mystical Ninja uh, when my Game Boy Color came out. Um, I think that's the what's that Game Boy? No, it was it was Game Boy because I remember having it. I I remember only having only like two Konami games on my Game Boy. I didn't have any Konami games. Yeah, sorry. I didn't. I didn't have. I lied. Ninja Turtles. I lied. Technically, Ultra, but whatever. Well, were they ultra on Game Boy yes. at the time, Sam? Yes. Oh. Fall or uh, Fall or uh, Fall of Foot Clan was ultra. I can see the box art very vividly. It was very dark, and like it was, I can just see the ultra, the white ultra logo with the red kind of shadow drop behind mm-hmm. it at the very bottom left hand corner. I can see it. Wow, that's impressive. I know. <laughs> it's I played that game a lot. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, uh, yeah. There was a. I couldn't believe I didn't play no Capcom, like no, not even Mega Man that I played on. I think it's because of the NES, of me playing the Mega Man games on that system. Hmm. And everything. Uh, but what were your guys' thoughts about the Game Boy Color? Uh, it was cool. I mean, it was. It, it definitely played it more when it came out, but I I feel like it was almost like a. It's almost like a th- new 3DS to 3DS situation where, like, only a couple games took advantage of the color. You know, like, mm-hmm. Mario Golf was one that I had that took advantage of the color. But, like, it was really cool because you could tell the games that worked on uh, the original Game Boy and the Game Boy Color, they were yes. in black cartridges. And the games that only worked on Game Boy Color were in, tra- like, a translucent green color. And, uh,. So I only I I only remember only having one Game Boy Color game like ever, mm-hmm. and like some games like 
uh, Pokemon Yellow had a color palette, had a color version, uh, but like it wasn't advertised as a Game Boy Color game, uh, which is pretty normal for Pokemon, right? Because like I think uh, what Black and White Two came out after the 3DS came out, but they were advertised as DS games, but they had like a 3D element to them. Yes. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I only had one Game Boy Color game though, and that was that was Mario Golf. And boy, did I play the crap out of Mario Golf. It's way better uh, than the Switch version. Uh, <laughs> also, another be- another great Mario Golf game is coming to Switch. Mario yeah, 64, 64 uh, version. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I never got to play that one. So. Oh, man, it's cool. It's good. Yeah. GameCube's still the best, but uh, seems like we're never getting GameCube games on the Switch. So. <sighs> Well, I, I know for me, the only surprise, like surprisingly, like the only role playing game that I actually had on on it was the Dragon Dragon Warrior. I think it was Dragon Warrior One, which was Dragon Quest One. That was the only role playing game that I had. No Pokemon, also. I'm sorry. Um, those were like the only two RPG games that I had on the system. I didn't play Final Fantasy. I didn't play. Uh, well, one of the final, one of the Final Fantasy games was like the Secret of Mana games, um, okay. but it was like the first one before Secret of Mana came uh, to Super Nintendo. But yeah, I, I, I really didn't own much Game Boy stuff because of the home consoles. I was getting a lot of stuff for. I think when I got a lot of handheld games is when I started, when I had like my Game Boy events and definitely my DS. Okay. Did did you have any particular genres that you favored back back in those days? Um for me it was actually anything that was like a platformer. That was kind of like action platformer. Um because I was so into those games mm-hmm. on uh, on console. I didn't really get into like traditional RPGs to Super Nintendo. Started with Final Fantasy 3. Um, anything that played like The Legend of Zelda, I was always down for. Yeah. And everything. Nice. Yeah. And, and, and pretty much anything from, well, most of the stuff from Nintendo I would get. But like, if it was like a sports title, I I stayed away. I'm, I, I, I'm not a big sports fan. You know? And during that time, hearing the hearing a guy say they're not into sports was like almost blasphemy to a lot of people. Yeah. I, I know. And, and when you think about it now, I don't kind of derail in the conversation. I just think it's no, I don't know, absolutely silly, especially if it's sports on a video game. Like, mm, really? <laughs> but that's just me. Yeah, I made my brother mad. I have a, I have a, I think I have a, a editorial piece about me and my brother on um, Boss Russian. It talks about um, I beat him one time in Joe Montana football and he was highly upset. <laughs> and that that caused a, a lot of rifts. Oh. So. But I, I let him beat me or because I, when, I, when I beat him for Joe Montana, it was literally by happenstance. It literally was just like I beat him by like a field goal. Um, oh, so it was a close game. It was a close game, yeah. Um, and I didn't, he didn't, 
at that time, he did not want me to play his Sega Genesis at all because he lost. And I was just like, well, I mean, you're not here and you're not going to know if I played it or not. Because uh, he wasn't checking like the adapter or anything. Uh, yes, everybody, we had big adapters <laughs> during that time to play console. <clears throat> Uh, and the only way you know that it would be played if that uh, doctor was hot. Uh-huh. Yeah. But yeah. Yes. Remember the link cables, by the way? Yep. Oh, uh, yeah. I had that wherever I went. Yep. It's like, you want to trade Pokemon with me? Uh-huh. Do you have blue? I have red. All right, great. I, I had... want to Meowth. <laughs> <laughs> I had to, uh, because when Pokemon was out, I was playing my Game Boy Pocket a lot. I played my Game Boy Pocket more than the Game Boy Color, which is weird. I really only played my Game Boy Pocket when I kind of, or my Game Boy Color when I had to, I think, which is weird because mm-hmm. I just went on a big rant about Game Gear and how impressed I was by color and backlight and, you know. But for some reason, the Game Boy Pocket was just like the perfect handheld machine at the time. Uh, it just felt good. It was small enough to fit in the pocket, but big enough to see the screen was bigger. Uh, so, like, I would always have to carry around the link cable that was compatible with Game Boy Pocket and the regular Game Boy. Uh, and it, it had, like, it was like this octopus of wires because they had, like, on each side, it had, like, two connectors for each. It actually had three mm-hmm. because it had one for Game Boy Color as well. But and they all used different connectors, which was really stupid. Uh, but it was, I had it like wrapped up in a rubber band. And anytime I had to, like, I wanted to play with one of my friends, I had to unravel it and figure out which connector went in which Game Boy. And there, there we were. Were, were there any other major um, games? that you utilize the the cable not not you know a- excluding pokemon cuz that's the extent uh, of my tetris knowledge. was multiplayer was huge in tetris tetris I multiplayer never played that yeah it multiplayer. was it was cool cuz on the game boy like when you play on the game boy like the little box just shows you what sh- what shape is co- dropping next and then right yep. but mm-hmm. on multiplayer one person was mario and one person was luigi and they sat in the <gasps> box and like cheered you on as you were like competing with the other person and uh then whoever won like mario would be cheering while luigi was crying it was really it was awesome oh that sounds amazing i'm I'm sad i missed that experience you did uh it was it was an awesome experience like i think i think that's part of the reason why i like tetris so much actually is because like i would always play with my cousin's friends who was who were older and like we would play Tetris, and when I beat them, I felt really smart. And then like years later, I just found out that they were like really just high and really stupid. But wow, uh, <laughs> you know, it was a good time. Well, there was the Game Boy camera and printer. Oh, awesome! <sighs> Smile, you're on Game Boy camera. I still can hear that jingle. I never owned it, but obviously I'd see the advertisement all the time. But like, I want it. Yeah. Never got it, though. Uh, I never got it either. Which reminds me, did you guys uh, ever see, like, have a favorite Game Boy uh, commercial or anything, Nintendo commercial? Because to me, I still like The Legend of Zelda. I remember there was the 
Legend of Zelda rap for the Game Boy for Link's Awakening. Well, the thing is with the Game Boy, I don't remember commercials for the Game Boy like ever. I remember the first time I remember commercials was for the Nintendo sixty four, and there was like the the Smash commercial right where <laughs> it was. <laughs> They looked like really ter- terrible made costumes of all the characters just frolicking through a field like Teletubbies or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I remember the Yoshi's Story commercial where the guy just kept eating and eating and eating. And then he ate so much that his stomach exploded. And it was just all this green like ooze that just exploded everywhere. I was like, this man, Nintendo marketing is... <laughs> the commercials were weird back then. Yeah. Uh, but but uh, I don't remember any Game Boy commercials. Yeah, I remember uh, um, the Legend of Zelda one. I, I just... And then there's the one... They have one in Japan where uh, uh, they're kind of like dancing and everything. First you see like Link and then Princess Zelda and then... Ganon and then all the enemies and the king and all of them are dancing and, and everything. It, it, it's an interesting commercial to look at. Mm-hmm. Do you think we should bring back video game commercials? I mean, maybe there still are, but I don't think re- we just have trailers and stuff, right? Like no commercials? Um, I mean, I don't really see commercial. Well, I lied. There, there are a lot of commercials on kids' channels for Nintendo games. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. uh, like stuff that, like channels that my daughter watches, like when we're not watching Disney Plus or whatever. Especially like, especially like Nickelodeon and Disney DX. Uh, there's a. I saw a commercial for Splatoon like a year ago, and I'm like, oh, a wow. commercial, commercial, or like yeah, a trailer? no, okay. like a commercial commercial with like an announcer and like. Like play this on your Switch family of systems or whatever, and it, like you know, it was like, oh, this is like a real commercial. <laughs> oh, okay, I stand corrected. Look at that. But I mean, it's not something you would see if you weren't watching cable television, you know? Yeah. Because <laughs> who has cable anymore? I know. <laughs> we, I mean, we do too, but it's not because of me. So. Uh, yeah. Well, anything else about the Game Boy, Game Boy Color, um, you guys? Because uh, I think we kind of cover most of the games, uh, most of, uh, you know, the hardware, um, some of the accessories. Like, I, I don't know, the Game Boy Light was kind of like this big magnifying glass that you would put over so you could light your gaze up in the dark. Uh, and everything. I I never had one. My thing was like my late night gaming with the Game Boy was playing Pokemon Blue or Pokemon Go. Wow. Uh, uh, it, it used to be like around ten or eleven o'clock. Mm. While like Good Times was playing or uh, or All in the Family. Like I was like listening to comedy sitcoms back uh back then. Um. Like I would start sometimes I would start my gaming during Mattel Williams the, the Mattel Williams show as a kid playing the, <laughs> playing my Game Boy grinding and stuff. That's um, funny. But because uh, I I was like I think that's the that's when I started being like a night owl like my light was on and I would stay up to like eleven thirty playing Game Boy. 
I would have liked to stay up late to play, but obviously you need a light because uh, it had no backlight, and my parents right. would know whenever <laughs> I my my big room light on. Um, but no, I don't know if I have anything like additional to say because I think we did cover um, everything, um, even though you know it was simple, so there wasn't a lot of substance to talk about. But I do feel like it's one of those monumental milestones that Nintendo hit. I mean, Nintendo hits a lot of milestones, but. I mean, that just set them on a really amazing trajectory for the ha- handheld market. Um, and like I said, it was it was it was durable. It had a decent library. It lasted a long time. I almost mm-hmm. kind of see that span kind of like the Switch's lifespan because mm-hmm. I mean, I know the Switch is both a console and a held handheld, but I just kind of I don't know. I find like the Game Boy to be like this super 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 old cousin predecessor to the switch as far as like the level of success and the lifespan Mm -hmm. and and stuff like that i mean all the nintendo's handhelds were that though i mean you think about that you i mean except for the besides the game boy advance right which was a shame because that console was amazing it only had a three-year lifespan for some reason uh you think about the ds and going into the 3ds i mean the 3ds just turned 11 this year yeah so and i mean i know it hasn't been they haven't done a lot with the 3ds in the last couple years but i mean people still play it you know i mean look how popular a lot of these downloads were when uh covid hit and then when like metroid came out and how many people were trying to download the virtual console metroid games or when link when link's awakening came out how many people were trying to download the virtual console uh zelda games right especially Especially the Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask uh, remake for the for the 3DS, which is mm-hmm. honestly the best way to play it right now, <laughs> if in terms of controls and quality of life improvements. But uh, well, like you, but Ed, like didn't you say the Game Boy or Game Boy Color was like the third best-selling Nintendo hardware? Was it the third? Yes. What is it? With What's the... above it? Like Wii and Switch. Um, I okay, actually, so I'm looking. Yeah, up. not to look like right now. All right, look it up while because my point is like yes, you're you're absolutely right. Like the the 3ds or the DS just in general, it you know has a, like Nintendo has a very yeah. successful lineage with handhelds. But I'm just curious to see was that the best selling handheld? The not D- counting Switch. The DS has sold 154.02 million units, and the Game Boy is right behind it at 118.69 units okay very close okay so the game boy the game boy is sitting behind the ps2 and the ds is the best selling of all time uh and then actually the switch is moving up switch is in fifth place right now yeah Yeah, didn't switch bypass the wii yeah Uh. and the original playstation uh so it the its next target is the playstation 4 uh, the PlayStation 4 has sold 116.9 million units, and the Switch has sold 103.5 million units. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for all that. You're welcome. Either way, still very successful. It's, you know, it started a, a famous lineage, and just I hold it near and dear to my heart, even though I only had like five games, because mm. it represented a, a big majority of my childhood and my attachment to video games. Mm-hmm. I'm really surprised that the Game Boy is probably the first system to hit over a hundred million and just in the video uh, game hardware. Yeah, I mean it was the only one until the PlayStation. 
the original PlayStation. It was the only one mm-hmm. that it like. You think about that, 1989 until we'll say, let's see, the PlayStation was released in 1994. So we'll say about the, about the year 2000. Mm. Game Boy was the only unit to sell over a mil, over a hundred million units. Wow. And the fact that only mm. a third of those players ever played Tetris, you jerks. Why? <laughs> Ooh, yeah. <laughs> well, we can only hope that NSO will bring Game Boy games. That would be fantastic. Yeah. Are you, I mean, are you, I mean, I don't think I'm alone in saying that I would love to see Game Boy and Game Boy Color and Game Boy Advance hit the yeah. NSO at some point. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, because I think they, all three of those systems have a lot of games that some people kind of miss, but they got some classics. You know, they really got some all-time iconic games. Um, you know, we we mentioned Pokemon, we mentioned Tetris, we mentioned some Mar- we mentioned Mario, but I'm like even Kirby. You know, that I mean, started is, off on the Game Boy. Yeah, I was gonna say that's where Kirby started. Mm-hmm. So you know. When he was white and not pink. Well, you can't really make pink or on yellows. the Game Boy. <laughs> but yeah, that is true. Um, but yeah. Uh, so I think that's is going to. I think we're going to wrap it up. Uh, no, Corey, we got a is... we got a rank. We got a rank, Ed. <gasps> oh, that is you forgot right. the rank. rank. That's the bet. Well, that that's going to be very challenging. The the more consoles you review, that's going to be exciting. It is. Uh, all right. So yeah. So right now we just have the NES at number one. Okay. Stephanie, is the Game Boy better than the NES? Oh, why do you have to start with me? Because you weren't here last week. So <laughs> this is this is. Uh, oh gosh! Oh gosh! I already know my answer. All right. I I I don't think that my vote's going to be fair because the NES is kind of like this ultimate machine with. The, the the best classics, but I never had it. I only played it when I was visiting my cousin. I feel that I personally would put the Game Boy above it only because that's it's it brought in the handheld market and really just sent it, Nintendo on a trajectory to 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 really sell well on that. I, I don't know. I'm kind of stumbling over my words because I'm nervous. I personally would pick Game Boy as number one. Um, NES number two, but obviously if you guys vote otherwise, I'm not going to be upset about it. Uh, Ed, what about you? Uh, no. Uh, NES is still number one. Game Boy is number two. Um, mm. NES got so many great games. Mm. Um, the soundtracks, you know, the the bit, uh, 8-bit music sounded really good on the NES. Then uh some of the Game Boy games, you know, you you didn't really have a lot of variety. You had a lot of um a lot of licensed games on the Game Boy. Um, you know, and with we did not having a big library of games that I kind of wanted uh, compared to what the NES was. I, I gotta put the NES still at number one and Game Fair. Boy number two. Fair. Now the, the NES had a lot of iconic franchises that we still love today. Drum roll, Corey, you've got the deciding vote here. I know, and I'm going <laughs> to disappoint somebody on this on this panel, but it's okay. 
the Game Boy brought gaming to everybody with Tetris and Mario 2 and Link's Awakening, which people still think is the best a best 2D Zelda game. I'm kind of on the fence with that one, but uh I think I think the Game Boy personally is better than the NES. <gasps> What? I played upset. Wow. I played a lot more Game Boy than I did the NES because I think I preferred the Game Boy over the NES. Not that the NES was bad, but by mm-hmm. the time I had really like ingrained myself in the NES, I also had a Genesis and like at that time I knew that the Genesis looked and sounded better than the NES. I mean, obviously the games on the NES are classics and Mario 2 and 3 and, and uh, you know, bringing the Turtles arcade game home and Donkey Kong. And, like, there's a lot of great games on the NES. And some of them are probably better than the, the stuff I played on Genesis at the time. But when I wanted to play games on the go before I got my game gear, the Game Boy was always with me. And then when Pokemon came out, the Game Boy was always with me always mm-hmm. with me and so i'm gonna have to give it to game boy sorry ed nice. that's 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 fair well, it's it's like trying to tell me to pick between reese's peanut butter cup and reese's of another shape like it's just mm. they're both amazing and well i i, I think that the thing definitely for me is that when it comes to like ranking like kind of like nintendo hardware stuff it's mostly of what did you play more of when you was during that time or when you had that system. Definitely for me, I played a lot of Nintendo mm-hmm. uh, NES. Did not play it on the Game Boy, and it's not because I didn't like the Game Boy. My mom wasn't buying me game a lot of games for the Game Boy, and even though I was running Game Pro EGM, checking reviews and seeing stuff that I want, see what I would want. It was always NES stuff that I was leaning more to. I was getting and everything. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, you know. that's fair, but I've, I've also been very open that my love of Nintendo, like real love of Nintendo did not come until the Nintendo 64, right? I've mm-hmm. always been open about, I've missed the entire Super Nintendo generation unless I went over to my friend's house and all we played was, <laughs> all we played was Mario Kart, Turtles in Time and like Donkey Kong Country, right? So, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I would say, Ed, like out of the three of us, you have the m- more experience with both the nes and game boy mm-hmm. for you to provide that feedback and like for me like i like i just mentioned it's similar to Corey. like i did play nes but it was at someone's house so house. i had very little exposure and i only had exposure to the game boy color so when i made my vote i was trying to think like outside the box and try to mm-hmm. evaluate them objectively like the nes is the og it's mm-hmm. got like the the bet like it's got the classics and then i think of game boy as first major portable that you know that's why, like, mm-hmm. for example, all the portables sold amazingly. So I'm like, ah, apples, oranges. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, 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 I'm not mad. I think everybody probably will definitely agree that Game Boy, from Wrecking the Rise, Game Boy would be on top over the NES. Mm-hmm. It's just, for me, it's just yeah. uh, reverse because of what I play. I also yeah. think, like, if you take, like, the first half of the Game Boy's lifespan, right, mm-hmm. it's not it's not super impressive, right? I mean, Tetris, yes. 
Mar like Mario Land Two. Yeah, of course, those are impressive games. Uh, even Link's Awakening and Metroid Two, right? Those are those are impressive versions of those franchises on the Game Boy, but they're not great. But when you move forward and like, oh, Link's Awakening DS, and if you're counting Game Boy Color games, right? Like Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons, and Mario Golf and Tetris DX and Pokemon, like. The second half of the Game Boy's lifespan is what puts it over the top of the NES, for me at least, right? Because yeah. those are the games that I remember and fell in love with and really started paying attention, right? And, and I think people were kind of like, this is a different form of double dipping that they would have the Nintendo version, the NES version, and the Game Boy version coming out at the same time at mm-hmm. one point for some games. So... If you like the NES version, it was probably guaranteed in a way that you was gonna get the Game Boy version. So that that's why we we got the ranking. So Game Boy slash Game Boy Color is number one, and mm-hmm. NES is number two. Yeah, what's this? Nothing wrong with that. I can't wait to see the list in its finality whenever that's done. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I think the battle. If I if I really had to say what the battle would be. I think Super Nintendo versus everything is going to be the real battle. Because hmm. you're not, I, I, there's just too, there's just too much, too many games on Super Nintendo that not argue or anything. But if we go in like, so, like we probably can name probably about fifty some games from Super Nintendo alone that could probably beat a whole bunch of other games on, on other consoles. Now, now, this is a conversation we should probably have now before we move on. When we start getting to consoles that have like internet connections and virtual consoles and different feature sets, does that count as like hey, the Wii is the best console because I can also play Super Nintendo games on it? Like is so that if- a- so it would. Ed drops his microphone. Now he's muted. <gasps> no, now, Ed, now he can't talk. Oh, no I'm talking. Here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, here, no. Um, those are special features to it or anything. I think when it comes to those systems, it's going to come to the games that we are playing that was actually designed to be on it. So just because you're playing Super Nintendo retro game, retro console games on the Wii. You got to talk about the games that was definitely made for the Wii. Right. That uses that that would that came on a CD that you had to put in. Right. Well, you know. I think a lot of people are going to be disappointed in my personal list. <laughs> are, are you guys planning to go all the way, including the Switch? Yeah. Yes. Okay. yes. Now, here's the interesting question: Do we wait until the Switch is like? done and its successor is out or are we just going to do it just to do it which is which is going to do it because if we're if nintendo's only seeing it this with it being five years that it's only at the half of its lifespan mm-hmm. and they probably they're planning to extend it longer we'll be waiting years who what, knows you're telling me happen- we won't be doing this in five years ed I mean, who knows what would happen to Boss Rush? Who knows what would happen to us or anything? You know, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll still be here. Oh, yeah, we'll wood. still be here. Like, I mean, <laughs> if everybody else quits, then, I mean, you know, we're stuck together. We already said it. We already said, hey, if anything happens, you know. It's a wrap. We'll just uh, turn Boss Rush back into the Nintendo Power Block channel and 
that'll be it. <laughs> but no, uh, but I think with with Nintendo having a lot of plans for the Switch and everything for a couple more years, when we get to that point, um, I think we I think we'll have enough content to really be able to rank the Switch while it's still in this lifespan. I mean, yeah. We're still in it in the middle of its lifespan, and like I can honestly tell you, like I I think the Switch is probably the best piece of hardware Nintendo's ever made in terms of like its value, what it offers. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously the portable thing that you can plug into your TV is a huge selling point, which is something that Nintendo's tried to do for years, right? With Super Game Boy, like you think about it, Super Game Boy, the Game Boy Advance cable that plugged into the GameCube. Uh, the Wii U virtual console, right? And even the Wii U itself where, like, the tablet you were meant to play on it even though you had to sit, like, five feet from it to play on it. But, like, <laughs> you know, I mean, that was meant to be the console that was the Switch, right? I mean, mm-hmm. we talked about it a long time ago. The Wii U is just the a Switch that's backwards, you know? So. Yeah. The Wii U so. is such a great console. I love the Wii U. I hate the controller, but I love the Wii U. <laughs> I hate the, the I hate the controller. The Joy-Cons. Look at this thing. This thing is just huge. Oh, the Wii U. I, I love how you had it within arm's reach. Yeah, I have. I have. Yeah, I, oh, that's. I, I never had a Wii U. Wow. So I. Oh, man, you should get I one. Love the, I could say I love the Wii U gamepad because. Man, watching Hulu and Netflix on it at night and playing like Bayonetta and some of the other games on on it while I while being in the cover of my bed late at night, man, it just felt so good playing on it. And it, it maybe is it's because of my hands. And maybe that that be a discussion to have on the special pad uh, pass. Um how your hands feel comfortable on video game controllers mm-hmm. and why definitely for me why when it comes to nintendo anytime i play on their controller pass it just feels like that comfort just transfer from controller to controller like i don't have no problems compared to when i play like no disrespect to the xbox 360 but i couldn't play on that controller but i could i could play on playstation i mean not playstation i can play on the xbox one controller see um, i i can't play on playstation i hate the joysticks both level i can't play on playstation controllers so which is a weird thing because i could play on playstation 3's controller but i can't do it really on playstation 4 playing out like i got to uh stephanie i told cory that when destiny 2 came out with that uh one level beta when they before the game came out and stuff for Destiny Two, couldn't play it on uh, PlayStation Four because it was like really hurting my arms. Yeah, I played it. I played that mug on Xbox One. And I'm like, oh, this is buttery smooth. Yeah, when all my friends got Destiny on PlayStation Four, I was like, I was really dreading it because I had an Xbox One pre-ordered and Destiny pre-ordered for Xbox One, and like they decided to get it on PlayStation Four, and I was like really just i after like an hour and a half like even on raid nights like i couldn't my left hand would cramp up so bad because like of the way my hands are so big and the way that like when i like was i was playing sports and stuff and like the way like i mangled my fingers and stuff it just like i just can't do the the thumbstick on the lower level you know 
But it's also like yeah. when you look at the Wii U, like that was a dumb design too because they put both sticks above the face buttons and the D-pad, which is like, okay, if you're playing a 2D platformer or something, it makes sense to have the D-pad and the and the face buttons on the same plane. Mm-hmm. And then obviously Nintendo doesn't really use the camera stick because you know they want their games to be accessible to everybody. But like, like playing Zelda on the Wii U is awful. It's awful. Like when you're playing Wind Waker and Twilight Princess on the Wii U, it's just like yeah, I gotta reach up to move the camera and then reach back down for the face buttons. It just doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. Mostly because like the face buttons have always been above the sticks as long as we've had controllers, always until the Wii U. And they're like, God, what, what are you doing? <laughs> the Wii U could have been so cool, and they just effed it up. They had idea decisions. They did. They had a great idea, and they turned it into this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's true. I'm not going to lie. I mean, you, you spill a tea, so. Also, like, side tangent, I have, like, all these stains on my shirt, and I think it's because my son, like, doused me in hummus when we were eating dinner tonight, and it's just like, oh, my gosh, this is this oh, got to get washed. Well, good thing we can't see it, because I can't. Yeah, it's uh, I mean, I can oh, show I you if it. you want. See, oh, yeah, see that? see it. that's uh, it looks like something else. Not great. <laughs> something for After Dark. Oh, God. Oh, wow. Well, everybody, that's going to be it for this standard definition about the Game Boy and Game Boy Color. Stephanie, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Klimov, K-L-I-M-O-V underscore author. And uh, you'll see me on the Boss Rush podcast on Wednesday nights, um, various episodes of After Dark and other standard deaf uh, shows, and articles on BossRush.net. Corey, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me at I am Corey HD on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find me hosting the Boss Rush podcast. You can find me on Nintendo Power Block and Expansion Pass revving up for 300 very excited yes very Super excited i'm very excited for episode 300 and you have no idea uh it might be a plenty. two-parter it should be a two-parter i mean like yes i want to get i want to get as many people as involved on 300 as we can yes stephanie you're uh, you're going to be on episode 300 so clear your calendar yeah um you guys can find me on Twitter and at Instagram at that retro I need to post more Instagram because I thank I you for changing that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find more of Nintendo Power Block on uh, Bosch Rush Network on our website and on Wednesdays on Bosch Rush Network for our YouTube page. Um, you can check us live on Mondays at 7.30, 8.30 Eastern Time um, on our Twitch page. Um, and also check out Anchor FM, and you can check out Expansion Pass if you are a Patreon. Um, and you can get that early if you feel like giving, I should say. And for just one dollar, pay- you can get Expansion Pass for a week early. Yes. And if you want to become a producer of our shows, five dollars or more, we give you guys that uh, satisfaction. I should say, you know, it's always good to feel like. Hey, I contribute to something and I feel good about it because they're delivering great content. So, um, Corey, where can they find us on our Patreon? Uh, you can go to patreon.com slash Rush Network. Yes. With that, everybody, we'll see you next time 
um, ranking the Super Nintendo. Wow. This is going to be mm-hmm. one to have. I gotta freshen up on Super Nintendo. I'm uh, I. Okay, that's all. That's all I have. To say. Yes. <laughs> With that, everybody, we will see you next time on Step the Definition. Bye, everybody. Bye. Goodbye.